Hi, everyone, and welcome to Real Shit Podcast. My name is Alyssa Kinahan Dundas. Today is April 2nd, 2020, and we are still in quarantine, lockdown, social distancing, um, all those wonderful things. Um, and today, I actually wanted to dive in to a few things re- regarding, obviously, what we're all going through, but um, the mental aspect of it, the, the mental health aspect of it. Um, and I kind of went into a little bit of my fears in my last podcast regarding, um, you know, I'm a very social person being an extrovert and, you know, how staying inside the way that we are can be, um, intimidating or overwhelming for some, um, and me included. So I've been, I've been keeping busy. I hope you as well. Uh, I bought roller skates, so I've been trying to practice that, but it's been kind of gloomy outside so i haven't gone out there as much as i would like um i did start watching death note um, which is an anime uh some of you may know some of you may not i'm um in emotional turmoil right now um and i haven't been working out so physically meh um, i'm gonna try to turn that turn that around but i wanted to share a few things with you um with being stuck inside i've had time to look back on things, reflect. Uh, A lot of that has been My Face is a Mary Jane, which is my photojournalism project. Um, It is trademarked where I photograph and interview people who use cannabis, uh, whether it's for medicinal or recreational purposes. Uh, That has been relaunched, so I'm excited for that. Um, I've been doing my ukulele, but I've also been reviewing my travel videos. Um, Not even the ones that I've posted on my YouTube, but just that I have personally. I would like to do something with them, um, but it's really just been a time to reflect. I've reached out to some friends of mine that I met and have uh, made abroad. And it also led me to go through my travel journals. Um, and so I think um, I found some great pages that <laughs> I couldn't help but connect it to what I'm going through and what I believe we're all going through. But before I dive into that, I want to tell you guys about um, the dream I had last night because um, I think it's interesting. And you know me, I had to dive into the meanings of what I was dreaming about. And so in this dream, um, I was removing all of my teeth. And so I think most of us will probably know that there's a lot of different ideas regarding teeth, regarding, I mean, a bunch of things with dreams, but I, don't, I know teeth is one of them or like the teeth falling out, but this was interesting. It wasn't, um, they weren't falling out. Um, I had to take them out myself. And not only that, everyone did. And so it was an interesting, I'll give you the scenario. So I'm going up to a table with a bunch of my girlfriends, Katie, Emily, Izzy, all of them, Michaela. None of y'all probably know them, but shout out to my homegirls. And I was actually bringing um, a guy over and we're going to have this like big date, like get together with all my friends. And like, we're going to this really nice seafood place, um, the Barking Crab, actually. Um, Shout out to that. (laughs) And, but it was like a big day for everybody. Like it was like, hey, did you take your teeth out yet? Did you do your teeth? Did you do your teeth? And, um... It was something that everyone, it was a day that, it was like, remove your teeth day. Like, it was like, everyone kind of had to do it, um, but you have to do it yourself. And so, it hurt like a bitch, but it wasn't like, 
um, it was awful, but it wasn't like you could do it. It just sucked. That was the situation. Um, it was painful, but you just like, uh, you just had to get through it and you had to do them one by one. And I remember it took me a long time to get through. Like I started from the left and wanted to go to the right and, um, I'm like starting to pluck and, I'm like, I'm reaching out to my friends. I'm like, did you finish your teeth yet? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm only halfway through. And I'm like, fuck, I have to go to this restaurant and eat. I can't eat with no teeth. So the thing is you <laughs> you have to remove your teeth and you put in new ones, like a new set of teeth. But then as I'm doing it, like I'm halfway through and I'm like, do I do my two front teeth? Because I'm like, I feel like those are very prominent. I don't think they're going to grow back. <laughs> Like, so I was like, I don't want to touch them. And it was funny because people who had the finances had the opportunity to go to a specialist to, to do this um, surgery, this process, right? Like they they had the money to go to a professional and do the numbing, you know what I mean? They would, or knock out, whatever. They would go through and they put them in new for you, maybe take 30 minutes, an hour. But for me, that shit took a long time because that shit hurt. And I was also second guessing myself, like, am I supposed to remove all of them? Or was I supposed to do like, just the ones with cavities like I don't even, like I fucking know so I ended up just doing the half going to meeting up with my friends and I'm like I'm just gonna eat on this one I'll just chew on my, my right side um and it was funny because it worked and it was fine and I was like I'm hell yeah because I'm not gonna not eat my like crab legs and shit like I was like I need to eat I was going on this date I'm like still have to get ready so it was just like fuck it I'll eat on one side um long story short not really short but so I looked up what removing your teeth can symbolize and so according to Carl Carl Jung or whatever dream psychology whatever Everyone was saying that <laughs> it was, it can symbolize transition and especially for women, um, literally or um, metaphorically, it can symbolize um, rebirth or birth. So um, starting a new, a new chapter, a new life. And I have a lot of things that I'm personally going through that I think... Um, Yes, um, I'm going through a new phase. I'm going through a new chapter. And I like the idea of looking at it as a rebirth rather than, than just looking at looking at it as a, a death of like my old self. A lot of times I have a fear of changing. And so, um, which is why I kind of got these tattoos and this, I had the snake tattoos to represent transition and um, the power in, in, re, in growth and regrowth and um, shedding skin, beginning anew. It's um, it's a process that's painful and it hurts, right? Shedding skin, pulling your teeth um, is very painful, um, but it's something that has to be done um, to put in new teeth or to go into your new chapter. And so, yeah, I'm going through things that I absolutely think that relates to and, and applies to. But I, I, I look back on it and I'm relating to it as far as what we're all going through. And I wanted to share it with you because in my dream, everyone had to remove their teeth. It was a, it was a day that was known where we all go through this process. Um, and yes, there are people who are more fortunate who are able to pay and um, go through the process maybe a little bit easier. But it's nonetheless, it's a process of, of that everyone that is everyone has to do equals 
ground as far as, you know, like the, um, the healing process, right? And so I absolutely cannot ignore for me that this is relatable to what we're all going through. I mean, this pandemic, what, what is happening right now? has never happened in the course of history that we are aware of, right? Um, In modern standing, right? And uh, we're all going through it. Some better than others, right? Some, I find myself, even though I'm struggling financially, to be privileged compared to other people. And so I do have the means to get through this in a a different way, in in a lighter, easier way, right? Not everyone has that privilege. And so, um, and there's even people who are better off than I am, right? But it's nonetheless, it's something we are all going through. And I believe it's a start of something new for everybody. That that can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? I think there's going to be a lot of repercussions for what is happening. I think a lot of good can come out of it. I think a lot of good will come out of it. But I also think a lot of bad will happen as well as far as... That is unfortunately out of our hands because I would like to think it's the way that your attitude, right? The way that you take something um, or or, um, react to something. But unfortunately, there's going to be pros and cons to this. And um, starting new can be harder for some than others. And I don't even know what that necessarily means for me, right? But... Again, I think maybe something that we can take from it that's a positive is that um, we're all going through it together, right? No one was prepared for this. No one. Um, It is a scary time, but um, it helps build a larger community, something to all relate to and come together for. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, I thought that dream was very interesting. Um, and especially that I was planning to do this podcast today, April 2nd. Um, I had, I felt, I felt it was necessary to bring it up to you, especially what I want, what I want to now talk about. And so I was, like I said earlier, I have been reviewing my old travel journal. More specifically, I've been reviewing my journal from my uh, Buddhist meditation retreat. And I was reading a few passages, a few of my notes, and uh, this is my like podcast journal. This is my travel journal. It's actually really cool. It's waterproof, dirtproof, everything. Besides flame, it's definitely you can burn it. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I, I wrote a few things on, on what I would like to talk about and how I think it um, relates to what we're all going through. And yes, here it is. Mm. So I have written down, and this helps you know keep me guided. I wrote down how, uh, my Buddhist med- meditation retreat and some of the things that I learned and I wrote down and how I think that can help not just me get through what we're going through, but help hopefully help you as well. I think this can be a scary, it is a scary time, but it also can be a very dangerous time as far as people dealing with mental health issues and depression. Um, not that I am uh, capable of fixing or necessarily even aiding um, such such things, but I'm just sharing with you what has been helping me um, or something that I'm, 
happy to be aware of now. I definitely need to take better actions, right, to to actually help myself. And you can take this with a grain of salt if you'd like or absorb it all in. I love I would love for that. But so I let me tell you a little bit about the Buddhist re- retreat. So this was a week long retreat that I did in um Kausumuli, an island of uh off of Thailand. It is technically Thailand. Um what other islands? And so <laughs> and so uh, I was there for a week. It was silent, so you do not talk at all. Nothing, nada. Uh, we did have chanting every day, but again, that's you, and it was transcribed. We're, but we're doing it in the original language. Uh, and so, it was true. It was interesting to be surrounded by people uh, that you cannot talk to, because you're you're truly there um, for yourself, as far as your. Um, breath your meditation your peace your mind state it's very um you're there for you through the silence of yourself and others and i think that's beautiful right it's almost like this like interesting community a silent community and i wanted to bring this up because i think the mental mental effects that i went through with this retreat are absolutely life-changing and i think i'm trying to reincorporate that in my everyday life i've been trying to meditate this month and now that we have an or I I don't know about everyone but has another month off of work <laughs> um it is my goal to meditate once at least once every day this month I fall off the wagon you know I'll, I'll be good for a few consecutive days and then I miss a day or two you know but I'm gonna try to be strict and, and stay with it I have no excuse you know and it's actually really crazy to read my notes and think about the way that I'm feeling and where I'm at today and how much of this I can implement in my life to better myself. And hopefully you can take these in too. So I wrote down in my, on my notes, uh, we may think that if we can't speak, we will not exist. Uh, this is actually something our meditation teacher told us. And I want to say it again. We may think that if we do not speak, we will not exist. And so this was the importance of the silent silence in the meditation retreat. Um, a lot of times we base our identities, our personalities, and just who we are based on the words that we say, right? Voice. At this point in the meditation retreat, it would that that quote is a focus of your thought, your thoughts in your head, versus voice. Vo- both, <laughs> both both (laughs) are very powerful extremely powerful a lot of times it's interesting right a lot of times thought can be the power the motivator of voice but a lot of times we we speak before thinking and for me at that point the retreat was without all the outside distractions of the world tv music drinking people as far as talking news all the stuff right silence all you do is meditate all day all day you do eat but even eating sitting standing walking can all be done through meditation and um it's a little scary to think about who am i who is Alyssa in silence right who am i what's my identity right i base i base it off of 
how opinionated I am, right? How strong willed I am and I do it through my actions. Who, who I always thought who Alyssa was, was through the things that she did and said. My beliefs and voicing those things, my actions. To think, to strip that and just be in silence. I have to think that I'm more than just a body sitting in silence, right? And so um, I think maybe on a smaller scale, this is what some people are going through in being locked at home and not getting that social um, engagement that they would usually like. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, that social distraction. Um, and this is a little bit of a segue, but it connects because it, it reminded me of something. Is, as it's happiness. Um, I think music is beautiful. I think movies. I think playing video games, TV. I think all those things are beautiful because it is art. You know, there's a creator, there's a writer, there's a creator, there's an artist that's all there to entertain you. But these things are momentary happiness, right? For example, you can be depressed clinically depressed and still watch TV, you can still enjoy a good book, you can still enjoy a good movie, music, right? But you walk away from those things and you're still depressed, right? You're not changed as far as your mental health goes. And that's because I'm, I'm a firm believer, and you can make your own judgment, that all of those things only lead to moment, momentary happiness. They are not long-term. They, they are a distraction to your problems, to your issues, to your true mental state for the moment. And it's nice. It's a vice. Something that helps you get through. And I think all those are also very important and I think they're necessary. But I think it's important for us to also acknowledge and be aware of the fact that they're distractions to the real root issue. And this was something that was also taught to us in this meditation retreat. It's okay to have a beer. It's okay to, you know what I mean, dance, listen to music, read a book. Those things are all great. But they will not give you, provide you an answer to genuine happiness. And one of the things that our teacher also told, told us was anything that gives you happiness and leaves you wanting, earning, or excuse me, yearning, for more is not true happiness. I thought about that and I was like, huh, how, why? And we think about attachment. And so I'm, I am getting a lot into um, meditation and, and, and um, Buddhist practice. Um, but yes, attachment um, will stop you from the highest peak of happiness. For me, I'm willing to have attachment two things and not reach that happiness, that, that uh, end-all be-all happiness, because it seems very lonely to me. And that's my personal preference, that's my personal belief. Again, I actually urge you to do your own research on this if you're interested, take your own opinion on it. But anything that leaves you wanting more is not true happiness. I, I agree with that in that true happiness, genuine 
selfless happiness, again, selfless happiness is just right and is just enough. Um, and we can, we can give an example of that through the idea of always wanting more, always wanting more is very toxic. It can be damaging, addictive, and get you out of character because you're so wanting something that you lose who you are. And uh, it's a little bit of a segue, <laughs> a little side note. And I just think it's an interesting thing to think about and talk about, especially with the increase of social media that we're all doing. I'm very much one of those people. Uh, kill to kill time. When there is, there is true digging that I have time to be doing, right, of, of myself. And I would like to go back to that. And so I wanted to share that with you. And the whole um, the idea of losing your identity. So going back to thoughts, your um, the power of thought versus voice. And who am I in silence? And what is identity? I've actually been dealing with this personally um, very recently um, aside from this. And so I, 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 I like that it's coming back. Uh, and so the lo- losing your identity. A lot of times people at such retreat, for example sitting in silence for a week, week, instead of feeling good, maybe perhaps they have a fear of losing themselves, losing who they are, and not wanting to um, deal with that. I think the truth is, is that you're not losing who you are, who you are. In reality, you're actually seeing yourself for the first time. And that person can look very unknown to you. It's not what you're used to, right? That, you know, always having facade or being what you think you should be or what society tells you to be. We're we're socialized human beings. So to sit in silence and have thoughts that you didn't necessarily have the time to actually think about or even come up into your head because you're watching TV, you're playing this, you're doing that. You're always distracted so that when there is a week of silence and all you're doing is meditating there's stuff that comes up into the forefront of your mind and your thoughts that have not been have never come to you let alone or in years stuff that you've pushed away or pushed down for so long that's finally coming up and you you're you're, it's overwhelming you don't know how to deal with it you don't know what to do you're like where is this fucking coming from you know um but it's so important to go through that that transition and that transition of Seeing yourself for the first time, the beauties of it and the ugly, you know, um, it's an overwhelming thing because we're also comfortable being, I mean, maybe not all of us, but there's a sense of comfortability being who you've always thought you were. And so to get rid of um, all those distractions, those outside distractions of what we build our personalities on, think about it, um, politics. I mean, we, we will label ourselves based on our, our values and our mindsets in real life, in, in tangible, physical life that impacts real people in yourself. And when your thoughts and your actions are no longer in that realm, you're in a, a space that you've never even had the opportunity to be in before, truly. I mean, from day one, you're in society, right? With everything going on. So to be on top of a mountain in nature, just meditate, I'm telling you guys, is um, 
Oh, I'm getting emotional out of nowhere. It's um, it's honestly, it's it's transcending. It's like you're just surrounded by nature and animals and other people that you have no idea why they're there, let alone why I was even there. But you just know that you are, you know, and you're be you're just being and to be present. And it's such an amazing experience because um, you literally have nowhere else to be but the now. And I feel that so much. Oh, sorry, I'm getting emotional. I feel that so much um, with what's going on because there, I have nowhere else to be right now. Like, I have no job. Um, so I'm trying to stay. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm trying to stay active and do all these things to keep busy, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, this is a beautiful and a perfect opportunity to just be present. Like, instead of trying to kill time to, like, fast forward through what I'm going through, what we're all going through, take every day one by one, slowly enjoy it, the fact that we're alive, right? And, um... Of course, there's going to be stresses. There's going to be moments of uncertainty. There's going to be overwhelming emotion. Um, but feel that. Like, don't... It's so important um, to feel wholeheartedly and not push away what is happening internally, externally. Because um, I'm a firm believer that People will say, God, I will say the universe will never put you through something that you're not capable of. And perhaps if you feel like you're being challenged that much, I think, one, that's a good thing. And it's probably because it's a time of change. And I think that's why a lot of us perhaps may be hurting and struggling is because we are shedding that skin. We are become, we're, we are going through the next chapter, the next phase of not just our lives, the world's fucking life. Like, we are in some other book let alone chapter right now you know um and it's scary and it's painful but it's i think hopefully leads to a more beautiful story a more beautiful ending ends on a beautiful note and so um i then get into my notes the importance of balance um it's okay like i said to watch tv to have a drink to do a podcast right to practice ukulele to practice roller skating doing something new or doing absolutely nothing it's fine to do those things i think it's important it's it's a matter of balance and what's healthy um i'm still maneuvering it so like again what i'm what i'm telling you is not i have not mastered it (laughs) i am far from it I'm just sharing with you what I I find important, what I think is true for me and what I need in my life, and perhaps maybe others need as well. But um, I'm really just sharing the teachings that I went through and was told and also digested in my own terms, or not my own terms, but my own way, and re-verbalizing it to you because I think knowledge is power and... um, not everyone has the knowledge or awareness of what I'm talking about. And I didn't either until the experiences that I went through. And so that's all I'm trying to do. I don't know why I'm getting so defensive right now or like why I'm even trying to validate, you know. But I don't want people thinking that I'm just trying to teach. Because um, I'm not a teacher. I'm a human being that's trying to live life and share the ways that I'm trying to live life in a healthy way 
Um, and I would like to think it's for everybody, but I'm actually slowly realizing that it's not. So take what you would like. Um, and actually, speaking of teaching, I wrote in my notes, um, at this re retreat, it was a time to listen to our teachers and finally a time to truly listen to ourselves and hear ourselves out, get to know ourselves and just be present. Mm. And on the last um, way, and I wrote another note that's one more way to relate everything that we're going through that I also experienced in my retreat. Um, and that is slowing down and appreciating your food. I, you might know where this is going, but so. During the meditation retreat, before every meal, there was a volunteer to speak, which was big because we're not allowed to speak. <laughs> and it was a time for us to speak too, but um, somebody would vol volunteer to try and um, guide us. Um, so we, we would repeat what was said. And so before, and I don't know if I can find it, I think it's near uh, the end. I would love to read it to you guys, but I can also paraphrase. But so before each meal, which um, our meals were vegetarian at the time, uh, was was also amazing to um, feel so connected with nature and animals and have a newfound respect for them. But so before each meal, there was I would I would I, I want to call it like um a chant, but like. Yeah, it was kind of like a prayer in a sense, right? You pray before, some people, you know, say a prayer before eating their meal. Um, and so basically it was just giving thanks to our food. So taking a moment before diving right in, take a moment, look at your, look at all your, look at everything that's on your plate. You give thanks to not just the people that prepared the food for you, the labor, that the, the physical hand labor that it took to prepare that food just for you to eat and sustain yourself. But you, not just, and I, I would say not necessarily give thanks, but it was basically trying to give awareness and a newfound appreciation for the rain it takes to feed the soil, to grow your food, the sun it takes to give light for growth, right? Rain, all of na these natural things, just for, for food to grow, to then be picked or plucked or whatever it may be, um, to go through the process, to travel and then have someone cook it with a fire, right? Um, think of the fire that it takes just for your food to be edible or um, digested bring flavor all for you to then sit down eat and continue living and it was such a beautiful experience to do that uh and it was buffet style excuse me it was buffet style so uh we all would go up in a line pick what we wanted so you had to one think of yes yourself so you want to give yourself enough nutrients just enough to continue living you should never want to reach the point of feeling full um or overstuffed 
You can't move. One, your body, you, you usually feel like shit. Um, but that was, for us, a sign of not just dis- disrespecting your body, but also disrespecting the food. You're overeating, and at that point, you're not truly enjoying the meal. Um, and you also had to think about others around you and make sure that there was enough for everyone to eat. Um, and if there was more and you're still, you know, you weren't satisfied um, to a natural extent, you were able to go up and get more, but you only start with what is necessary. Um, and then again, if you're still hungry, you're allowed to if there's more. And so I can't help but to, I was reading that in my notes and I couldn't help but absolutely think of the grocery stores right now and how people are overbuying everything and I like the I like the idea that some places have implemented um like a, a limit you can only purchase so many things of an item or whatever toilet paper is one thing um but I, I, you can see it in the frozen aisle you see it all over in the grocery store um people are going crazy and um taking more than what's necessary and it's a very selfish way of thinking. And so that's why I do think um, there is part of us that's every man for themselves as far as, um, and I took about this in my last podcast, um, that's just survival mode. But again, I don't want to survive being the only man standing, that's for sure. And that in general, that mindset, it's animalistic. And we are in a society that is it's actually a little bit of both it's both but um it's not sustainable at the end of the day it's not good for our culture our mindset the way we walk in life and so I think it is very important to think about others the other people that they need to feed families kids right but also to be aware of the people that it's taking to 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 fill those shelves there's still so much labor going on in this world to keep filling those shelves that keep just getting empty and empty and empty. Not only that, but the earth is still providing for us. People are still providing for us, right? Farmers. And nature is. So I think it's so with that, I think it's very important to keep in mind as much as we want to, as much as we may feel the world is not on our side right now um with this virus it's still working every day to sustain and maintain us um actually i think our biggest our hardest our um what's the word our biggest competitor is ourselves because we don't know how to act um and I think if we became grounded again and just be aware of those things that I shared with you, for me, it's like Mother Earth's like, no, I raised you better than that. You you, you know better. And we're acting like we don't. Um, and so, again, some of us don't. We need that awareness. We need that reminder. I'm not perfect. I can practice all of these things a lot better than I have. Um, but again, we are not alone and I think it's going to be a work in progress and I hope it's for the better. And so with that, I think all I tried to do today was provide some kind of awareness, some kind of guidance, should, should you want it, should you need it. And, um, 
right now there's nowhere to be but present at home be present at home but fuck get some fresh air go for a run ride a bike I go out on my fire escape sometimes, you know what I mean? The other day I sat on the floor with the window open and just had the sun hit me. I could probably go outside and do that, but it's, <laughs> but it's, you're, conf we're, we're so confined right now. And, um, here's the beauty of it and this is where I'm going to end off. Balance is very important. Um, balance is very important. And we're very confined. We're, we're stuck in spaces with people maybe we don't want to, whether it's roommates, family members, siblings, whatever. I got cabin fever the other day. I hate being stuck in the same vicinity for this long. It's like not even like going for a run and coming back in still sucks. I'm like still coming back to the same spot over and over and over and over again. There's only so many rooms I can go in this house. There's only so many things yeah I can do right I feel limited I feel definite stuck and I think through meditation you will find just how limitless you really are rather than defined you are infinite and that the basis of who you are how you think is um, bountiful. It is beautiful. And if you find, if you open that, and if you find that peace within yourself, no confined area will ever make you feel stuck because it's so mental. Um, and now I'm kind of thinking about applying that to, to like prisons and like, you know, wards and stuff. I don't know about that. Interesting topic though for next one, maybe we'll see. Um, I, I would have to do a lot of research for that one. <laughs> uh, but no, cause same thing for this meditation retreat was you're a week and again, you're in nature, but you are confined, um, to a location that is, um, it's so funny you can only do even walking meditation cannot be a forever wandering path it is it is within um a bounds um otherwise the mind will wander so you're very you're better you're better off to have a point a and a point b that you go back and forth in for walking meditation but again um sitting meditation standing meditation you're confined in one area for a long period of time to do nothing but nothing but breathe and a lot, there's different types of meditation that you can do. I, I enjoy doing. There's silent meditation where you focus, or well, there's meditation where you focus on your breathing. Then there's um, um, like, what's the word for it? Like um, being aware of your surroundings. Like if you feel tickled, don't itch it, but like acknowledge the presence of that tickle and then it going away. Or a bird, right? If a bird is continuously chirping, acknowledge the presence of that bird chirping and then it go it's stopping and then maybe it coming back or a plane going by or a car the, the existence and the non-existence of sounds and things and life going going continuing on i love that meditation then there's love and kindness meditation where you can um think of in of people that you love or perhaps 
um, find difficult to love and um, send love their way and try to deal with those those um, those in, that internal struggle that I don't want to say hatred and fear and anger but yeah deal with those confront them and try to give peace and love to the people that you struggle to every day just through meditation and so I've been trying I want to try to start doing that more and give love and kindness to the whole world you don't have to be spe- it can be spe- specific people it can be the sun it can be literally anything and everything just sending positivity to the world and thanking the universe and everything um I need meditation in my life perhaps you do too because you'll find especially under these circumstances of feeling stuck through meditation you will feel like you're floating life will feel more effortless naturally and you can't earn it you can't want it too much or you'll start wanting it for the wrong reasons but um reach out to me if you are going if you want to start practicing meditation or if you're dealing with anything because as beautiful as meditation is um it's also it can be scary with the thoughts that can come up in dealing with those things and that's where i would you know if you're dealing with stuff that's that's very heavy like that to to see a professional and that talk to somebody about it right the thing is acknowledge that thought through meditation acknowledge that thought and let it go and if it you know if, if my thing was whatever came up in meditation that i still remembered after meditation is probably important unless it's like super outlandish and like you're like like boobs come up in your mind and you're like what and you're just like that was silly um, but like if something comes up in your mind that's like childhood or like you know you're like oh like where did that come from acknowledge it let it go focus back on your breathing and then after meditation you know when you're done meditating think about that what does that mean why did that come up what is that stemming from what is the root of that and if it's something that you want to continue searching um and understanding and maybe talking to somebody about so I wish you the best. Uh, Thank you for listening and watching. I'm going to close off here. And just, I want to, again, thank you guys for sitting with me. I am now on YouTube, See Me TV. And um, so I will now, you can watch my podcasts. uh, You can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, as well as my RSS feed, which is also on my, can be found on my website, alyssakdundas.com. And yeah, again, please, please, please like, share, subscribe, and reach out if you have any questions, comments, or concerns uh, for any ideas for next podcast, anything you want to talk about. I'm also down to have guests. That also means, you know, considering that we're social distancing, um, there's other ways to do that through Skype, video chatting, all that good stuff. Uh, So yeah, I look forward to seeing you again in the next couple weeks. Stay safe. Stay healthy, stay balanced, meditate, and find peace. Uh, You are not stuck. If anything's stuck, it's this. So um, it's important to unlock that, unlock your mind, and and, um, understand its power, but also learn to control um, that power within your means. So again, thank you. Wish you the best. Real Shit Podcast. This is Alyssa Kinahan Dundas. Sign in. Out!
Bye.